Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Also, if I was to keep some of these rentals, let's say down the line, I increased my net worth. I was able to go part-time for my nursing job. What's the possibilities of qualifying as a real estate professional? I don't, is well, that number doable? one, I think that's a complete opposite way you want to go. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm going out of like almost a hundred people in our family office group. I would say only maybe half a dozen, like less than 10% of people have a handful of rentals. And the whole thought process, can you tell me a good freaking reason why you would want to own rentals if your net worth was certainly past where you are now? Because you don't, you're not doing value add in any of these things. No. You're just a sitting duck floating around in the water. You're not doing anything. The market goes good. You make a lot of money. If it doesn't, easy come, easy go. The, the liability of your property manager stealing money from you, which to me happens a high problem, maybe a few percent of the time. Most time people don't even know about it, that they're getting robbed. You have the legal liability and then the debt serial name, which I don't know. It doesn't matter, but some people worry about that stuff and it makes getting home loans a real pain. I mean, it, it, the only reason to do it is if you're trying to go for rep status. So let's talk about that, right? Let's fast forward a few years. Where do you think your adjusted gross income is going to be? And let me preface it saying, well, what if you guys had this passive cash flow coming in from all these deals? You redeployed this 500 grand and now it's making $5,000 a month. So now your mm -hmm. passive income is eight, five okay. plus five. See what I'm saying? Like, my income our income will be less exactly um, exactly and this is what i also less. saying like why is your spouse going and getting a master's we talked about the reasons but right. this is that phenomenon where like the more passive income you have the less ordinary income you're going to need to make so yeah right now rep status would be great but at some point you start to shut off the engines and you start to make less ordinary income so that rep status really only makes sense when you go past this red line, 340 and above in mm -hmm. most cases. It's not worth the brain damage. Okay. So yeah, I guess like, where okay. do you think five years from now, where do you think your adjusted growth, your ordinary income is going to be? Not including- Probably, yeah, probably a hundred myself, my spouse, so 200, 200 each. What, 200 total? Yeah, you're not paying any taxes, man. Like you, you have no reason to do rep status. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you for getting that out of my mind. Cause yeah, when I, you listen to these podcasts and they're all like, this is the bonus depreciation, all the benefits. So yeah, well, that's, that's actually, why you uh, gotta I'm, get I'm off the of you listen, been listening to podcasts for more than like a year and a half. Stop listening to podcasts, read some books or interact with real people doing, cause mm -hmm. podcasts are just marketing tools. My podcast is the same shit over and over again. Like, yeah, we just, yeah. We it's just, the same stuff. Yeah. We just go over the surface and that's why I do these coaching calls because like I get bored and it was fun deep diving into this the 50th minute in, right? Mm -hmm. Times it's just the surface stuff and people always ask, oh, we should have guests, but the guests are just going to tell us the same old stuff and that, but they're not going to tell you the reasons why not to do it too, which is my job. Yeah, that's true. Cause you normally the guests will just bounce around the different people's podcasts and yeah. reiterate the same thing on the education point, at least it reassures that I'm doing the right thing, but yeah, you're right. It's usually, it's pretty redundant. Yeah. 
And this is where this is what makes this personal finance, right? Every situation is a little different, but again, this is like more like you got to find other people to do this, and that's more sustainable way. And to get on the front edge of these strategies, but yeah, you're heading enough to the. You're, you're, that's the way you want to head, right? Less ordinary income, more passive income, so you can get passive losses to drive the passive income down to nothing. Over this time, you're adjusting, your ordinary income will go down and your AGI will go down. You're burning leaner, as we call it. I would say, so I think maybe something for your family to think about is which way do you want to head it? Because there's a few archetypes here and I've seen this in our family office group. So this is when you guys are, she makes the big bucks, right? Like you, option one is you make a lot, you burn a lot in taxes. Mm -hmm. This would be, if we go back to your personal financial sheet here, you guys, get a much higher, bigger house, you trip, you quadruple your vacation budget. And this is the idea of, hey, we like our jobs, we make a lot, and yeah, we have two kids and we don't, we see often enough, because maybe one of us works at home, but for us, it just makes sense for us to just make a lot and spend a lot and yeah, pay a lot of taxes in that time. But they know, I think, like the thing that I like is I've given them the confidence that they don't need to be doing that for more than a decade. The other opposite of that is you guys, kind of like we're talking here, and maybe that's where you're naturally guiding towards, is like you guys working less, going down, to, to, you're making the efficient amount of income to pay the least amount of taxes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to live large on vacations, but time is more important to you. Whereas not yeah. many kids aren't important on the other one. A lot of times the mindset or the justification is, well, our kids are in elementary school, high school. It's not like we can just take them out and to go to Disneyland or go on a trip to Hawaii. There's only a mm -hmm. few times a year. And we, when we do it, we take them out and we burn a lot of money because we make a lot, but that they feel like they maximize their time with the kids. So I would say for you guys, that would be the two bookends. And I guess there's some in between, but you have to. Yeah, I think I think I will do both. I think once you graduate, we'll probably just try to make as much as possible, enjoy that living. But I'm giving it like a 10 year horizon where the passive income is really going to drive the way. And that's when we're going to work less and spend more time with each other and our families. That's the ideal vision. Yeah. Until one of you guys dies. I, mean, <laughs> I hate to be morbid, but it happens, yeah. right? And, yeah. But that's, I think that's where you, it's cool to talk to some of the older folks and then getting their hindsight because they, there's this concept of 18 summers. You, you only have 18 summers with your kid. You're probably mm -hmm. going to you. And see, some of these are guys are at the end and they have three or four left. And mm -hmm. like, sure. I wish I wouldn't have done what you did. And so it ultimately comes down to choices, but like most people living the normal paradigm, they just can't, their choices suck. It's either work 30 years or 35 years, both suck. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, but I'd say that's where it's gonna come down to at some point, and that's why the network is important, so you have those types of conversations. But either way, you got some time, right? I mm -hmm. mean, you're ahead of the curve of most people. Just look where your net worth went from, like 400 a few years ago to over 1.3. Like I said, you'll probably be around two, two and a half and four or five years. At that point, you could probably pull the pin. And then how old is your kid now? Eight months. Oh, perfect. 
I got like a young kid. To me, I don't know. I'm not talking from experience, but to me, I don't think they remember uh-huh. much these days. So perfect. You, yeah. You burn both ends of the candle now for another four or five years, and when they're four or five years old, then you can engage and do nothing. The memories. Yeah. 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 That's you the dream. What people, yeah, yeah. You are living the dream that people want. Most people, they wake up and they're 41, 42, and they have a $1.5 million in their 401k, and then they have to go to this three to five year journey to get to real passive income. By that time, their eight year old child is now 14. It's too late. It's too freaking late. It's yeah. too late. I don't know about building a relationship, but it's too late to teach this stuff to the kids, I think, at that time, past that point. Hopefully people listening yeah, I didn't think... get sad and don't want to play Christmas <laughs> Carol on people. But, yeah, uh, another piece is how am I going to engage my son to teach him this stuff and it's tough. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think if you engage in our community, we'll figure that out. I, I think it's just time, right? If you're not my family, like our parents were just working forever. Correct. There was yep. no interaction. There was no yep. sharing of experiences. No, it's grind and to brag about what you've done and how much you've achieved yeah. with so little. But apparently, you're going when your kid's five, you're not going to do jack. And you're just going to bother them all day long. Certainly, there's going to be some kind of knowledge transfer in that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But if not, that's what the community is for. That's where you send them up to auntie's house or uncle's house to not learn it from you, but some somebody else or... Yeah, the rich dad. Yeah, or the rich uncle. Right? The rich uncle, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, close things out here. Any other last thoughts or questions? No, oh, no, thank you for your time. This was really enlightening and I appreciate everything you do and the education that you're putting out. But yeah, keep up the good work. Like I said, I was first introduced to you two years ago and after reading your book recently, like it really resonated with we're going through like the same experiences. Yeah, I'm glad to see that I am going through that right path and I appreciate the guidance. Yeah, yeah. It's just numbers here. And I think that's where most of the people who are good with their money and save it. Typically, we have to rein them back and say, well, you can spend your money more. You can spend your time more on like life instead of working so hard. So I think that's the byproduct of this. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.